0: show that gets you going. This is drive time. So Spain announced legislation suggesting that women and anyone with a uterus may be able to take time off from work for period pain. And uh, gaming platform as well announced it in late April that it would allow employees menstrual leave. But are we likely to see the legislation taking effect in South Africa? So joining me on the line now is Candice Chira, better known as Minister of Menstruation, who is a South African-based menstruation activist, a speaker and an academic working towards stigmatizing menstruation while also lobbying for an end to period poverty in South Africa. Candice, good afternoon to you and welcome to IFM and welcome to Drive Time.
1: Uh, Thank you so much for having me and thank you to the
0: listeners. So why three days menstrual leave every month for women?
1: Because, you know, when I think about menstrual leave and extending it to someone, um, I think of it as you know, when we have to take off sick leave, um, when we have so many symptoms, be it fever or anything, it honestly cannot work, with for our period. And our period isn't a condition where we're sick. It's more of a biological function that speaks to our fertility but also speaks to us being as human beings. However, with what comes with our period is a range of symptoms, whether it be bloating, headaches, cramping, nausea, dizziness, um, so many symptoms that are um, just compounded on one individual's experience, it makes it very difficult to then be expected to work. And so when we ask of you know, dismantling um, period stigma and period taboo, it also speaks to ensuring that there are spaces, whether it be at work, whether it be at school, that are period positive and enable us to manage our period in dignity. So a lot of people often think about menstrual leave saying, well, you know, isn't it an, an opportunity for for one to just take off extra time off? When I think about just how, what COVID-19 has shown us is that people are able to work from home. And so obviously different industries will have different policies, but I think we have to be moving into the conversation of ensuring that people who menstruate have the ability to take off leave.
0: Mm, okay. So how did this idea come about Well, this idea has
1: long existed since the 1920s. Um, So yes, Spain has been a country that has gained a lot of attention. But the first country that did it in the 1920s was Japan, followed by Taiwan, followed by um, India. And there are other African countries in particular, being Zambia, um, you know, that have an opportunity for menstruators to take two days off when they're menstruating. So this has been a policy or a a phenomenon that has existed. It's just now that we are a little bit more in progressive um, times, people are now starting to think about ensuring that all of the employees that work are, are working in conditions that value them and that also speaks to you know something that is a part of them being their period so this is something that hasn't just come out because Bain has enacted it this year it has been um, something that a lot of countries um, have enacted or have forced their companies to enact, and it's just now that we're having these conversations.
0: Mm. So now that you have mentioned Taiwan, South Korea, Japan, Zambia, and Indonesia, being some of the countries who are practicing this, um, have you actually found out how are the policies or maybe if it works uh, efficiently? Yeah, so I think what people can
1: do if they want to learn more about menstrual leave is you know, this is something I unpack further in um, my, my published book called Flow, the Book About Menstruation, mm. where we tackle about, you know, the menstrual leave in different countries and how that looks. But we also, um, you know, speak to an HR practitioner in seeing what are the steps that are required to enact this policy. And it is HR practitioners, along with, you know, CEOs that will make this mandate um, happen. However, I think what is needed first is to really ensure that there is education. On the ground in terms of what menstruation really is, so that not only are menstruators but also non menstruators can understand and be sensitive towards that time of the month and understand that truly, you know, when they are working with someone at work, that they either need to enable an environment that gives them the opportunity to either take time from work or enable in an environment where there are access to period products, there are access to medicine, there's access to perhaps a room that they can rest. So I think, you know, it really varies from. Um, industry to industry. Um, but I do think what we need to just focus on is is really just removing the stigma and taboo. And the only way we can do that is if we talk openly about our period. So it is great that we are having these conversations about menstrual leave, but we have to really investigate the myths that are, that are surrounded am- amongst a lot of non-menstruators about periods in order to really then instill this policy without any form of backlash.
0: Mm. So now you have said something about uh, working at home, uh, but I understand that there are workplaces where people, I mean, they don't have the the luxury of working at home. They have to be physically at work. Is that not going to impact the productivity of of, of workplaces like this?
1: I think, like I mentioned before, I think what COVID-19 has shown us is that people can prioritize working from home. Um, And, you know, we're not asking for the whole seven days um, off unless one has a very severe period pain condition. Hmm. Um, But what we are asking for is when we are having our very heavy days or our very intense period days, the opportunity to either maybe have a half day at work or either have a day where we are Still working, but just from home. But this mm-hmm. will this will differ from industry to industry. So if we are thinking of people who work in the textiles industry, perhaps they would require a room, a breakaway room, where they can take time to rest and recuperate, and then get back to work. If we're talking about people who do work in corporate spaces, working from home is not difficult so long as they have access to internet. Um, I just think for 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 corporations and, and any other industries, what they need to recognize first is that if half of their work for half of their workforce are people who menstruate. They need to then ask themselves: Are they enabling an environment in which their workforce can manage their period in dignity and care? Because that speaks fundamentally to a human rights issue. Everyone mm-hmm. has the right to work um, in in a, in, a, in a capacity that doesn't affect their health, doesn't affect them, um, you know, mentally and emotionally. But also the standards, um, the, ad- the standards of in those work environments need to be adequate. So. When we think about administrators who require water, require toilet, require dustbin, require painkillers, are these things being met hmm. in, um, in, in workplaces? And this is something that I think a lot of um, employers need to investigate.
0: Hmm. So how far are you with this project uh, in terms of um, proposing it to the Department of Labor and what are they saying?
1: Well, I know that the Department of Labor has mentioned... You know, drafting this into policy, um, but I think first and foremost, we need, we require a holistic approach in addressing um, period poverty. It can't just be the Department of Labour that focuses on this. We need, um, you know, the Department of Health. We need the Department of Sanitation. We need the Department of Education, um, focusing on how we um, tackle period poverty, right? But I do think what is really great to see is that there are employers who run their own organizations that have spoken about you know, enacting this policy. They're not waiting for government to put it into writing, but they themselves are enacting this policy and creating a safe environment Where people can feel comfortable in saying I'm taking leave off because I'm menstruating or there's access to period products. So I think what's really great and encouraging to see is that people are aware that, um, menstrual leave is, is a viable thing and that they can set that, set that tune without, without government help.
0: Actually, last week uh, when I when I when I posted this on our WhatsApp line here on radio, um, many people responded uh, like positively, saying that we really need this leave. And uh, a friend of mine also said that uh, she managed to convince or maybe entice her boss to give her a leave, like each and every month. So she actually takes the leave each and every month. I think it is a good idea that we have this. I
1: 100 percent agree, and I think it really just starts with the employers. You know, the employers need to have conversations with HR says If there's no HR within the organization, then, you know, have the time in, in, in really researching menstrual needs, um, having a meeting with menstruators in, a, in a, obviously a very sensitive and appropriate way, but also asking, you know, menstruators in the workforce to say, what is it that you need during that time of the month and what is it that we can do to enable that environment where you feel, um, feel valued but you also feel that your period won't, um, you know, impact you and impact your work. So mm-hmm. I think these are, these are, these are something that um, employers need to take on. Um, and and they, they need to just first recognize that if they want high productivity, they will do that when the employees feel um, recognized and valued. And the only way you do that is you constantly have conversations mm. um, and in a, enable that environment.
0: Mm. Yeah. So now in the world fighting for gender equality and uh, patriarchy, don't you think Menstrual leave will actually uh, create some conflicts because many men will come out and be like, okay, I'm asking questions or maybe and some unnecessary questions like... Um, how do you know uh, that th- this person here, you know, like, is really um, having severe pains, or maybe, and all those kind of questions?
1: Mm. No, I think the issue is that people often think that, on top of the leave that individuals are given, um, menstrual leave, then probably will be a further cost to the company. Um, and I think what's what's important to realise is that you know, not every menstruator bleeds the same. So there are some people who are lucky enough to not experience any form of period symptoms, whereas there are, whereas there are other people who will experience the most severe symptoms, right? Mm. And I think if companies will then enact a policy to say, based on a sick note or based on your note from your gynecologist showing that, you know, you do need at least a day or two off on your period, we will then enact menstrual leads. That is a right step in the direction. Mm. It's just not to say that... Um, you know, it gives people the opportunity to just take extra days off and, and not go to work. It really is just to recognize that at the end of the day, these are human beings who have no control over natural biological function. And so the least that companies can do is create an environment that enables a safe, period-positive workspace, rather than just looking down and perpetuating, um, you know, the period stigma to be, which is a further instrument of the patriarchy.
0: Mm. So, you know, I had a, a very, a very um, interesting conversation around this. Um, someone was saying that, what if you find that someone takes a leave from work and she says that she's sick, she can't go to work, and uh, at night you'll find her that she's dancing in the club and all those kind of things. What could happen in that case?
1: Um well I think I don't, you know, I can't really speak on lived administrative experiences, mm. but I do think what's important to recognise is that when we do experience hormonal fluctuations, we will have certain days off um, where we won't be able to get out of bed, we won't be able to, um, you know, think or just do anything. Um, and so, if someone had to see this person in a different setting a couple of days later, perhaps understand that their period has ended, or understand that they've maybe taken any form of medication to. To assist in their um, in their period, mm-hmm. I do think it 's important for people to realize that our periods are not a way for us to be socially excluded from society. we are allowed to do anything. Um, we are allowed to do whatever we want when we're on our period, um, especially when it, it speaks to going out, to speak, going, speaks to social issues, social activities. Mm-hmm. But I do think when it comes to a workplace, um, we are asking then just to say menstrual leave should be given as an option to those who have, severe period conditions Hmm. um, to then be given the opportunity to either work from home or to be given the opportunity to work in a space that allows them to still be productive but still take care of their period at the same time.
0: Hmm. Candice, can we talk about your book a little bit here now? Because uh, you said that uh, there's uh, there's, uh, more information in the book. Um, How can one get it and uh, maybe just a little bit about it?
1: Um, Sure. The Flow of the Book About Menstruation is a um, co-authored book with myself and other menstrual menstrual activists and menstruators. Um, And, you know, the whole idea of the book was to really ensure that people understand exactly what periods are, but the impact that periods have on us, not only psychologically, but also, um, you know, politically. You know, um, Mm -hmm. there's often conversations that we're having, like these ones now, Mm -hmm. where we talk about menstrual rights as a human right. And the book covers those issues. But it also covers a lot of issues about how men in particular who don't menstruate can be great menstrual allies to their partners as a husband, as a father. Um, And and I think that the book really is just a, a great, informative and empowering guide for anyone who wants to learn about periods. Hmm. So people can find the book, um, on exclusive books. Um, they can either order it online. Um, you can find it at anywhere of your bookstores or you more than half welcome to, um, send a, a, a DM to myself or any other of the authors that are on the book just to ask whether, you know, the, the, the book is available and we'll just check with the publisher. But exclusive books is also the main um, bookstore where one can find the book easy.
0: Beautiful. Okay. So lastly, I just want to know about, uh, because I understand, um, Many, I mean the people who need to understand more about this are male employers. So is there any campaign that is being done uh, to educate men around this?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that's why the minister of menstruation exists, um, but also the work of other menstrual activists. Um, should not be disregarded. There are a lot of people on the ground that are working to ensure that not only do the young girl, but also the young, um, the, the young girl child, but also the young boy child, is being educated around menstrual health. But I also think when we speak about menstruation to adult men, you know, the responsibility is on them to really learn about it. You know, if they find themselves in relationships with people who menstruate, mm. they they really need to go um, and take the task and saying, you know, I, I, I see that my my partner every month complains about this thing, I'm not going to ignore them. I'd rather just take up um, the responsibility and asking them mm-hmm. if there's anything I can do to help. Um, you know, and there's, there's, there's a lot of information that I share, especially in terms of content that is very easy, um, you know, on my Instagram where men can learn about how it is that they can assist during that time of the month. But again, flow the book about Administration also speaks to how men can be great um, allies, menstruate is not only their partners, but two workmates in the in the workspace. So, yeah, men have a social responsibility, but we obviously have to mandate um, and prioritize the fact that young boys should not be excluded from the conversation about puberty, sexual aid, and um, menstrual health. And I think for me, that's always been a priority with our workshops that, you know, the, the be it a boy, be it a girl, whoever, however they identify, should be um, included in our workshops.
0: Beautiful. All right. Candice, thanks so much for for your time. And uh, I believe that you're going to be in touch again when uh, I'm mean to hear the proceedings of these uh, uh, campaigns that you that are having.
1: Thank you so much. I really appreciate being on this platform and I'm really glad to be sharing knowledge around menstrual health. The only way we can end the period stigma is if we talk openly about our period.
0: Beautiful. And that was Akandes Chirua, better known as Minister of Menstruation, who is a South African-based menstruation activist, speaker and academic working towards destigmatizing menstruation while also lobbying for an end to period poverty in South Africa. The only show that gets you going. This is Drive Time.